0: Within a church and its surrounding community, each individual has his or her own set of needs, his own hurts, pains, losses, and trials. Many times, the first person someone thinks to go to is the pastor, and that's great. But what if there were others who were equipped, who would listen, who could help the hurting in similar pastoral ways? That's exactly what Stephen Ministry is doing. We'll hear how it works, and we'll talk with one woman who says it completely changed the trajectory of her life. Stay with us. Inspiring you to be the hands.
1: Empowering you to be the feet.
0: Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legoutet, and this is Action in Ministry. Let's face it, life is hard, and we can't do it alone. We need help. Stephen Ministry is designed to do just that within our churches and is now learning how to take that model into the community. We've got three guests with us today. Rev. Justin Schleter is on the pastoral staff at Stephen Ministry. Pastor Bill Wilson from Timothy Lutheran in St. Louis, Missouri, is one of the pastors that oversees the Stephen Ministry at his church. And Ann Tobin has been on the receiving end of this ministry. Thanks to all of you for joining us today.
2: Glad to be
0: here. Well, Justin, will you give us a quick overview of what Stephen Ministry is?
1: Sure. So when uh, Reverend Dr. Hauck took his first pastoral position out of seminary and graduate school in clinical psychology, he realized right away that there were so many needs, but only one of him. And so he took the call from Ephesians 4.12, equip the saints for the work of the ministry, to train lay caregivers to provide one-to-one care, to Uh, those who are hurting, and to give them that distinctively Christian care um, in those in the church and the community. Um, Other congregations saw the benefit of the ministry. And so in 1975, Dr. Hauk and his wife, Joan, who was also a a psychiatric nurse and and a clinical social worker, founded uh, Stephen Ministries. And they named it Stephen Ministry after Stephen from Acts 6. Who was uh, chosen to provide caring ministry to those who are in need, and you know he was among the the seven to call to to help those who were uh, overlooked, those who were vulnerable and and hurting, and so they were called to to live out their faith and allow the elders and the the pastors of the early church to continue the ministry that they were uniquely gifted to do, um, and so that's really how Stephen ministry works today. Uh, it's it's a It doesn't replace the pastor's ministry. It really is an extension of the pastor's ministry. You know, it's a way a congregation can have 10, 20, or more uh, well-trained lay people providing distinctively Christian care to people who are hurting.
0: A lot of times in the church, we we see these ministries that are developed in a local church, and they um, they serve the local congregation or maybe the community right surrounding it. Sure. Um, how can something like Stephen Ministries, that um, it's been around for a while, yeah, um, yeah. it's it has a structure to it. Uh-huh. Um, how what do you what do you think are the benefits of implementing a ministry like this in a local congregation?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it, it takes a lot of time and effort and resources for a congregation on its own to attempt to develop a solid and sustained ministry, you know, and, and to effectively care for the needs of the congregation and to the broader community. You know, I spoke to one pastor who was from a, you know, it was, it was a fairly large church. They had a lot of resources and that, but they had spent a lot of time trying to develop something like this, and it just wasn't working out. And then they found Stephen Ministry. You know, it, it, the training, the structure, the ministry system of Stephen Ministry has been, you had mentioned, been around for a while. It's been over 40 years, and it's been used in over 13,000 congregations across the world. Oh, wow. And and so this a congregation doesn't have to reinvent the wheel for caring ministry
0: Yeah, well, Bill, you are a pastor. Um, You're the pastor at Timothy Lutheran Church here in St. Louis. Can you tell us a little bit about your congregation first? Maybe how many people are there and staff members, things like that. Sure,
2: we have a congregation of about 650 people. There's six staff. There's two pastors, and there's a special pastor that ministers to our Vietnamese congregation. And then we have a director of Christian education. We have a vicar, and then we have an office manager. And many, many volunteers,
0: So six hundred members
2: and six hundred yeah. and six staff. right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people to 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 be serving and ministering to. Oh, yes, yeah. we're a
2: very diverse congregation, one thing that will grab your attention when you come into our sanctuary. There's thirty three flags from different countries, and those people are represented on Sunday mornings, usually at our worship service.
0: How long have you guys been using Stephen Ministry?
2: We started Stephen Ministry in nineteen eighty nine. So we have 29 years. Uh, Pastor Rawl brought Stephen Ministry in, trained a few leaders, and then we started providing training for caregivers. And so we have over the years trained almost 100 uh, uh, caregivers, which is really remarkable. That's incredible. There's not that many serving right now. They sort of serve in terms of two to three years. But... It's the caring that really continues to happen in the congregation because people learn the system of caring.
0: How many people do you have serving currently?
2: We have 20 people serving currently in our congregation. We have, not all of them are active in, uh, or not all of them have a care receiver right now, but they've all been trained. They've gone through the 50 hours of training. And it's really an extension of our ministry, our pastoral ministry, because it's a great way. Uh, for us to be able to extend to people who are going through a difficult time. Uh, We've even added people who are in hospice care, even though they're receiving care from a chaplain or maybe from a hospice nurse, just having that one-on-one attention and having someone there that they know from the congregation that really cares for them. And so we trust our Stephen ministers to really do the pastoral care in many ways that we cannot continue to do ourselves just because of the time it would uh, that would be needed. So it's really uh, just a, something that we just really value yeah. immensely.
0: Have there been challenges to implementing this ministry or keeping it going for such a long time in your congregation?
2: Well, we, every other year, try to do a training. And so we're always identifying people who have those qualities of a caregiver. And so we're always looking for people making notes. People are looking. We're asking them to, uh, you know, think about people who would be good caregivers but it's part of the nature of the congregation, the character of the congregation. Because we have Stephen Ministry, people are very caring. And they follow the system that Stephen Ministry has brought into uh, the training. And they actually use that in everyday life. It's
0: created a culture within your created congregation. Created a culture. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was in uh, Arizona one time and there was a congregation that you know said, we are a Stephen Ministry congregation. We could almost do that at Timothy because people not- notice that that we are very caring, we listen, uh, we know when people have needs, very discerning, and just have the right way in which we address people. Then, uh, with those needs and caring, and Stephen Ministry is one of those ways that we care for people.
0: It sounds like it's really made an impact on your congregation, your your members of your congregation, and here at Action Ministry, we love outreach. We love to talk about outreach and getting out into our communities. And I'm wondering um, if you've seen Stephen Ministry impact your community
2: at all. Well, we have. We've we have a a group that's called Linwood Area Senior Ministry. There's five congregations in our neighborhood that have put together a way to serve our seniors or adults. And so we we have an activity, uh, social activities. We uh, have a Saturday, Saturday servants that help them with fixing up some properties or if they need some cleaning or something like that done. And then we also provide rides if they need to go to the hospital. Well, there was one piece missing, and that was the spiritual part of it, And that's where Caring Ministries now, uh, Stephen Ministry, is now part of our Linda Wood Area Senior Ministry. So we're training people in the neighborhood now to be Stephen Ministries in sort of our uh, pattern that we've been doing. But it's also separate, but we also work together. So we share Stephen Ministry back and forth. We share supervision, but we're all part of that system and caring that extends not only in our congregation, but then extends to our neighborhood.
0: I love watching the pattern of uh, you started something, and you kept going with it, and it really started to impact the culture within your congregation, and now you're connecting it to your community and impacting culture in a broader sense as well. That's a really beautiful story. Justin, have you seen other um, congregations or other groups using Stephen Ministry out in their neighborhoods?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of churches that I've talked with that uh, they make Stephen Ministry a huge part of their outreach. You know, they they may even— um, I guess, tithe their care. They, there's a certain percentage that they want to reach out and make sure that the care receivers are non church folks. And, uh, and there's one church that has just 20 members and they started Stephen ministry because they, they, they're making that a big part of reaching out to the community and bringing people into uh, their church. Um, and I, I'd like to share a real quick story. Yeah, one of my favorites sure. is, uh, you know, I, there's this woman who was unchurched and lost her husband um, and her neighbor was a Stephen, was a part of a Stephen ministry church and connected her with a Stephen minister. And so this uh, Stephen minister would meet with her on it regularly, week by week, uh, just helping her through her grief. And a few months later, this this woman was sharing with her daughter how the Stephen minister was helping her and encouraging, giving her and support. And, uh, you know, her daughter's like, wait, wait, Mom, you're telling me that this nice lady has been visiting you week after week for all, you know, four months here, and you still haven't visited her church? Don't you think you should visit just to pay your respects for taking care of you like this? And and so the mother's like, okay, I, I'll, I'll just visit once just to pay my respects. And then um, she said in her own words, uh, four years later, I'm still paying my respects. <laughs> you know, she had, uh, you know, she— Had joined the church. And after working out uh, through her grief, she actually became a Stephen minister herself. Mm. And then she became a Stephen leader. And now she's the coordinator of the Stephen ministry at the church. And I think just think that's what an amazing way to reach out to the community, to care for someone who is in need, to show the love of Jesus. It's a very tangible way to, to have outreach for your community.
0: Yeah. Well, Anne, um, I'm excited to hear a little bit about your story today. Um, uh, we we look to be about the same age. I think maybe uh, young enough to still be considered young in some places, but also old enough to um, have experienced a little bit of life. And I know that you've experienced a lot of things in your life. And so I'm excited for you to, to share with us. Can you tell us maybe how Stephen Ministry came into your life?
3: Sure. Um, So in about three or four years ago, we had moved from Chicago to St. Louis, and um, I had just started joining uh, the church that I'm a part of now. And I wasn't, you know, I was going Sunday, but I wasn't super involved. And then I got, um, I I actually became pregnant, which was very exciting. Um, And then about two months later, um, I was having a lot of sharp Pains and found out that I had um, I had a cancer I had a tumor in my chest. Mm. Pretty quickly after that, I mean, I was involved in a Bible study, and one of the um, actually the Bible study leader had had given me a call and said, "You know, would you be interested in Stephen Ministry?" And I didn't know that much about it. And to be honest, I was so in my head about what was going on with me. I didn't know who. If I had time, I had treatment. You know, I didn't know how I was going to meet with somebody, and I just didn't. I don't know. I, I was apprehensive, um, and the but the church, you know, I kept—it was sort of like that, you know, God putting it on my heart. Like, I just kept hearing people saying, hey, what about a Stephen minister? What about a Stephen minister? And so, you know, I obliged and um, ended up meeting with a Stephen minister who was just amazing, and God had put us together because she—I had also been diagnosed—I had also had breast cancer younger, so at 25 and when I lived in Chicago, I battled with breast cancer, but it was not like this. Um, This was a much bigger tumor, a much more rare cancer. And it turns out that my Stephen minister had also had two cancers. One was extremely life-threatening, and then the other um, was also breast cancer. And so um, she was sitting on the other end of both of these things. And, you know, we talked about being flexible, you know, hey, if you've got treatment, I'll come visit you in treatment. You know, if you've, if you're not feeling well, let's just figure out when we can meet and we'll play it by ear. And so um, what was really cool about it was it was flexible. I didn't feel like I had to keep a schedule. I'm very type A, so I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, if I miss it this week, I'm in trouble, you know. And and just every time we met, I just felt so much better about my faith. It sort of. Was a way to be reminded of what God was doing um, through the situation, regardless of how difficult and how terrible I felt on the day that we met. And she was she was a symbol of of survivorship for me, too. Um, And so to weave all of that together
0: was really awesome. I don't know if you had other support things in place at that time, but this idea of like having appointments to make, and if you your life becomes all these appointments that you have to get to, and all of a sudden, um, this this care appointment can become burdensome almost mm-hmm. if you like have to if you have to get there. Yeah. Um, and you said it's very flexible, and I'm just wondering if you saw differences in in the type of care given to you from Stephen Ministry versus other support care um, that you were going through at that time. Absolutely. So the the training
3: I've actually since become a a Stephen minister myself and have gone through the training and the training is so it's wonderful but it it really teaches you how to interact with people but really how to how to let them share their story it's not you know she didn't come in and say well this is my story and these are all the things you need to keep in mind she didn't give me any advice it was all about how do you feel about that tell me how that makes you feel Are you, you know, what's coming up for you? Are you apprehensive about that? How's your husband doing? You know, all of those types of things that really helped me sort of process out loud what I was going through. And as you process it out loud, you sort of go, oh, wait a minute. Okay. You know, okay, now I feel better about that. So, yeah, I think that was really nice. And the flexibility was great um, as well because I didn't feel like, again, like I didn't feel the appointments were burdensome. Um, And she really... You know, she knew where to take the questions because she had gone through everything. I think that's the coolest thing about Stephen Ministry. And we're talking about all of the, you know, being able to be the hands and feet of Christ and that all the pastors can't do that. But all the pastors also haven't had all of those life experiences. And to get in a room with someone who has gone through something similar and can really just relate to you. You know, I have a lot of friends that came out of the woodwork to help me and support me, and it was wonderful. But at the same time, they didn't quite understand where I was coming from. And, you know, a lot of times you get those platitudes of like, oh, every day is going to be better. And hopefully every day you're feeling better and better. And you're like, actually, no, it's been a week and I feel pretty bad still. <laughs> so, you know, I, when, you, when you're when you talking to somebody who's been there, they know what questions not to ask. They know what to, to, to sort of let you feel in process. And I think that's super
0: important. Did they know that you shared such similar stories when they matched you guys together?
3: Um, So we have really only two leaders in our church know who are responsible for the matching. They, obviously, they pray about it. They just, I feel like God puts it on their heart who the right person is. But we generally do have people in different buckets, right, that have gone through different life experiences. So when you have someone coming in with, you know, a cancer diagnosis, then I might be the right Stephen Minister for them. Versus someone who's gone through a divorce, maybe, then you might have a different person that would make sense to— to go through that or an addiction or something like that. But to have somebody who really has walked that road before and gets it is so—it's just—it's so
0: different. I think you touched on something really important, too. theres there—is there an element of, like, anonymity to it? So people in the congregation don't know who's providing care for who or who's receiving Mm -hmm. care unless people choose to make that public, right?
3: Yes, I cannot— disclose who my stephen it's very confidential um they could say you know this and's my Stephen minister and i was like shouting from the rooftops who my Stephen minister was because i thought she was so wonderful <laughs> but um but no it is very confidential and um like to the point i don't even you know i don't tell my husband i say i'm meeting with my care receiver that's as much as he knows so yeah
0: kind of removes the element of fear mm-hmm. of asking yes. for help That's and being right. vulnerable in a time where you might be going through something difficult. You've mentioned a couple times that you are a Stephen minister now. And mm-hmm. I just wonder how um, receiving the care that you received has impacted you to continue to do ministry, how it's changed you in that way.
3: Yeah, it, it's funny because after I was diagnosed with breast cancer and so young, I thought, oh, I got to do something with this. You know, like, I got to do something. I got to, you know, help people be aware. And, you know, and then just, I don't know, nothing really, nothing really clicked, you know? And then I had this other diagnosis and then I was paired with a Stephen minister. And after the first meeting with my Stephen minister, I said, this is what I want to do. And I knew it. And I asked her even before we closed our relationship, how, when's the next Stephen Ministry class? Like, wh- I want to get on, get in on this. And I did, and I followed through with it. And so it did, in some ways, change the tra- trajectory of of sort of my life and my faith life in terms of, you know, my purpose and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But being so young, I do have a lot of friends that, you know, if they have a friend that has a cancer diagnosis young, typically I get that phone call. And so that's been a big part of my life is just walking through life with some other people that I, I get— you know to meet, um, but but adding the faith element is just a icing on the cake for me because that is that is what
0: impacted me so much. Justin, it must it must feel really great to uh, mm-hmm. to see this ministry that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and that you that you care about and work for to be done so well (laughs) in congregations. I've been hearing these stories about the huge impact Stephen Ministry has had on individuals going through something like cancer and then forever changing those care receivers to be caregivers for others. When people hear this, um, there may be some people who say, yes, we need this in our church. Um, How would they go about doing that?
1: So you can get more information by going to our website, stephenministries.org. And uh, you can also call our office at 314 428 2600 to learn more about getting it started in your congregation. And I promise when you call, you'll actually get a real live human being who <laughs> answers <saying>. the phone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. But we, we'd love to talk more about that if, if they're interested.
0: Yeah, and Bill, if there are churches that think maybe Stephen ministry is just the right tool um, that they need, but they're not quite sure that they can pull it off within their community, within their church, um, what advice would you give to them?
2: I would just tell pastors or leaders in the congregation to identify maybe one or two people that have pastoral characteristics in the way that they care for others or that you sense that they are caring for others. And I would recommend a male and a female and then send them to one of the leadership uh, camps that they have or one of the leadership trainings that they do and just see where it goes. But that's usually the spark. So you don't um,
0: need 20 or 100. No. One or two. Is one or two mm-hmm.
2: to send to the leadership training. And I believe it all takes care of itself.
0: Oh. And Ann, what would you say to someone who's hurting and not sure where to turn? How can Stephen Ministry help them? I would oh, so
3: much. Um, it it really is just like a friend. It's It's like a friend who listens to you and helps you talk through your fears in a very non-judgmental, open um, environment. And when you're going through something super
0: scary, it's just really what what you need. Mm-hmm. is what I needed. Well, I want to thank you all for coming today and for sharing your story, sharing how you're a part of Stephen Ministry. Um, what a wonderful tool this is to help our churches be able to offer people in need that ear, that care. When they're hurting, and, and how it even reaches into our neighborhoods. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you, Rachel, for letting us share. In the New Testament, in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul reminds us how we are comforted in our affliction, so we may then be able to comfort others who are afflicted. Stephen ministry is a tool to both give that comfort and it teaches the comforted how to then comfort others. It's connective and communal. It's a beautiful picture of how God loves us and uses the body of Christ to pass along that love to each other. A reminder that our suffering does not go unnoticed, and it's never wasted. God is always working. How might God be calling you to comfort others today? That's Action in Ministry. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Legutte.
1: Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action and send us an email.